0: Howdy folks, this is professional rodeo announcer Joe Coulter, and I want to be the first to welcome you to Save the Cowboy. But before we get started, I want to ask you one question. What is a cowboy? Well, A cowboy is about character, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. And you know when you scratch all that in the dirt, you're going to spell out the word Christ. And that, in its simplest form, is what being a true cowboy is all about. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to learn how to ride for the Lord. And may God save the cowboy. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. While y'all are doing that, I'm going to welcome everybody that's watching online and listening on the radio. And uh, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse that y'all are doing that and not here. So, uh, no, it's a, it's a blessing no matter where you're at. And I know it's a blessing for me to stand up here. Years ago, I had, uh, <laughs> isn't it funny how all of my stories start with, years ago, I was, uh, it was like I haven't been doing nothing for the last two years, but most of the stories I have involve the people that are here the past a couple of years ago, and I want to keep you all around. I don't want to make too much fun of you. I mean, I'll make fun of Scott and Jared and Tom, but, I mean, besides that, you know, uh, <laughs> There was a guy a neighbored uh, next to my my place, and, and this wasn't anybody I've ever talked about before, and, and there's a reason for that. Uh, and he told me he said, "Hey, what are you, what are you doing right now?" And I was like, yeah, "I'm just kind of hanging out." And he said, "Well, why don't you wanna uh, why don't you wanna why don't you come and uh, help me get a water trough?" He said, "It's not heavy or anything; it's just kind of bulky, and we gotta turn it and go through a gate and stuff like that." It's only about about 20 minutes away, so I was like, yeah, you know, I ain't doing nothing. I mean, I listened to Jared. I'll go help somebody, and you know, so I got, I got in his truck, and if you ever get in a cowboy's truck, you, you, you got to move like 9,000 pounds of something out of the seat, you know, it's got the transmission on the dash, and all of this stuff. So it took me 35 minutes to get in. Finally got in his truck, it, you know, me and the dog had the same seatbelt on. And it was sitting there in my ear. <laughs> my wife really likes that. Please invite her into your vehicle so your dog can breathe right on her face. Uh, anyway, we got over there. and we, we, we got to this place where we were going to get the water trough. And so we go over there. And, and first off, we have to drain the water trough. And so, I don't know how I got stuck with it, but I don't think this thing had been cleaned out since Noah filled it up. And so, I stuck my... You know, how did I get stuck with pulling the drain plug on this thing? I mean, I caught four diseases just standing near it, much less putting my hands in it. So, I stuck my hands in there, you know. Aren't we all stupid? He's like, well, what? we need to go ahead and drain that. You go ahead while I go over here. Okay, so I get down there and I, you know, I get the drain plug and it, you know, you never stand away from the drain plug. It goes all over my boots, all over, you know, that gum So anyway, I sit there and I watch it drain and I watch it drain and I watch it drain. And finally he comes walking back over there and he goes, well, are you just going to stand here and watch water run on the ground or are you going to come over here and help me? I was like, I thought this was what we were here for. He goes, well, I mean, I, I need to get... Uh, I've got some hay here and I need to take it over to my horses. I was like, "Well, why didn't you just say something?" He said, "I just did." <laughs> okay. So I walk over there and he goes, he says, "I just want to take uh I just want to take four bales." So I said, "Okay." So I reach over there and I grab this small bale and inside this bale must have been 6 tons of lead. Because whenever I lifted it up, the strings went ow. I mean, this stuff was heavy. But you know, whenever you're around other cowboys, you're not gonna you're not gonna let them see that you think it's heavy. So you're like. Ah. And so we get over there, and he's carrying one. And luckily, I let him go first. And he was trying to act cool, but it was heavy for him too. So we we put it in there, and so. I kind of stand there, and he's like, well, i got to go... He said, I think I've got something else over here. He said, a bridle or a halter or something. He said, I want to get that too. And so he walks off, and I'm kind of standing there, and I thought, well, I guess I'll go check on that water tank. So I walk over there and through the gate and everything, and I'm looking at this water tank, and it's gone down about this far. And I'm thinking, if this takes too much longer, we're going to end up taking the fence up and taking the corrals down and panels. And So anyway, you know, I was... (sighs) get out get out and so uh we're standing there and water's running out and I stepped in the mud and I was like it ain't gonna hurt his truck and he'll just get on the other stuff so I wasn't too worried about it and so he walks back around there and he goes man you like that water don't you I looked at him and I said what and he goes well are you gonna help me or not and I said well yeah why didn't you why didn't you ask and he said I just did Heavenly Father, <laughs> why? So we walked back around and everything, and he goes, I'm going to go get this bridle that I, that I found over there. I was like, and I wanted to say, why didn't you get it? ago?" it go. And, he, and so I just kind of let it go. And so he said, I, I changed my mind. Let's go ahead and get a few more bells of hay. Okay. So I walk over there, and when nobody's looking, I take my asthma inhaler, and I duct tape it to my face. Slam my head up against the wall as I'm carrying this hay. And I get over there and I put it in and he said a couple of more bells. But when I got mine loaded, he was nowhere to be found. That bridle must have been locked behind a safe or something. And so I took a deep breath and I was like, I know Jared years from now is going to say something about helping people. And so be the change you want to see in the world. I'd like for this situation to change is what I'd like to change. How can I... (laughs) And so I went over there and I got another bale of hay and I slammed my head to give me another dose of albuterol. And I... By now I'm dragging. So I get over there and I put the hay in there and everything. And I'm standing there. And I ain't going back to that water trough. It can just... Plug up or whatever. So I'm standing there because he told me a couple of more bales of hay. Well, he must've been watching through a peephole because whenever I got that right, when I got that hay into the trailer, he comes walking out with this halter or bridle or something. I don't remember what it was. He walks in there and he kind of puts it in the trailer right there, and he goes, "Man, you don't like that, do you?" I'm like, "Like what, Holland Hayden? Well, no, never did." He goes, no, I ain't talking about the hay. I'm talking about that four-letter word. Well, I said, well, there's a lot of four-letter words that I don't like. And he goes, I guess work is one of them, huh? Dear heavenly Father, I ask you to rain fire down right now. <laughs> now I know what James and John thought whenever the people turned Jesus away. I wanted, I didn't want him to die, but I pain. There's nothing wrong with a little pain. You know, And so I looked at him and I said, you said we were going to get a couple of bells. I got one, and then that wasn't enough. And you said you wanted a couple of more, so I added two more. And the only thing you put in this trailer is basically a halter. And he looked at me, and don't you hate it when people do this? They go, I was just joking, man. Can't you take a joke? Dear Heavenly Father, I ain't joking this time. Rain down fire, brimstone, Sodom right there. That's Sodom. And so anyway, we got the rest of the hay and took off for the house and where he was keeping his horses. And uh, later on, he told me he's like, "Hey, would would you come ride with me?" He said, "I got a couple of horses and I'm busy doing this and that and this and that." And he said, "I've got I've got one that that I need to ride that uh." He tends to act up a little bit and, you know, oh, I've got another good horse, but I need to, I need to put some miles on this, on this one horse. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I guess that'll, that'll be right if I can find time. And finally, you know, the hardest word to say in English language is no. <laughs> I should have just said no. So I pull up and, and there's these two horses standing there. And uh, I get out and I walk up. One of them's already saddled. And I throw the saddle up on the other one, and I said, and I'm tightening it up, and I said, well, what's the matter with this old pony right here, doesn't he? uh does he like to pitch or what? And he goes, oh, mine doesn't, the one you ride does. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute. You said that you needed to put some miles on a horse that had a problem. He goes, well, I've got a bad back, and I mean, I can't do it. <laughs> Dear Lord, <laughs> when am I ever going to learn and I think God was going, that's your fault, buddy. <laughs> so anyway, I get this horse over there, and, and uh, you know I kind of cheek him around. And, and he gets on his good horse and lopes off as I'm, I don't even have my foot over the stirrup. I never wanted to, dear Lord. So, you know, it's just a cardinal cowboy code rule of conduct and not getting the can opened up on you. Man, when somebody's getting on their horse, it don't matter if it's a good horse, a bad horse, or a stick horse. You don't ride off when somebody's getting on. It's bad manners. It's biblical, I think. I just, I can't think of the the verse right now. I don't have it wrote down. And so I'm like halfway on. He takes off. My horse takes off. I kick him four times in the hind end, then he starts pitching. Luckily, I'm that good of a cowboy that he bucked right underneath me. <laughs> pounded me about twelve times with the saddle horn in the n- in the nether region. So we finally catch up, and he's like, "What took you so long?" And by now, preachers ain't supposed to get mad and whip people with quirts. But if I had one, I would have done it in Jesus' name. I didn't say anything. I just kind of looked at him. By now I'm getting fed up. So anyway, we ride along, we ride along. His horse tried to buck me off about four times. Luckily, I'm so scared. I mean, I'm such a good cowboy that uh, I stayed on. And, you know, I just don't like a horse to buck, and I know lots of little tricks. I mean, I can. I can just throw them all the reins, and when they. Especially a horse you don't know. And I couldn't wait to get back to the house. I heard somebody say the other day, he said, you know, I always enjoy Kevin's stories. And even halfway through the sermon, I'm like, what in the world is he getting at with that? Well, I'll tell you in just a minute. If you've got your Bibles, you should have them turned to Matthew 6 if your Bible has a Matthew in it. A lot of times when I look for a specific verse and everything, somebody steals them out of my Bible. But it's probably on page 1292. I just saw somebody turn their page. <laughs> the problem that we're going to discuss is one that I hear all the time. But it's not just one that I hear all the time. It's one that I have been through myself. It is one that oftentimes I go through on a, on a monthly basis or a daily basis or a weekly basis and everything. But it's not just limited to y'all. I'm telling you that right now. Does it ever feel like you're doing the best you can in your Christian life, and you just where's the promises? You read all of these promises of God, and the only thing that they really do is point out what you don't have. How about whenever you say a prayer, boy, you pray for that thing, you pray for that thing, you pray for that thing, and it never happens. What about asking? You shall be given. Seek and you will find. How come that works for my house, but it doesn't work in your life? Well, I guarantee you, of all the prayers I've asked, there have been a bunch of them that didn't quite, quite, cap, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean. <laughs> How about when you open up your Bible, and you read it, and when you close it, you have no idea. You read every single word, but you didn't understand any of it. How many times does that happen? How about the other times whenever you're like... We're going to save the cowboy today. Man, I love it. Whenever I leave there, I feel energized. I feel good. And then Monday morning follows. How many of us feel that way? I know I do. The answer to dealing with all of these problems is this. Put God first. Put God first. But what I'm saying is the stuff about the promises of God... Everybody wants to latch on to those promises. Everybody wants their prayers answered. Everybody wants to have that that magical revelation from God when they read their Bible. And everybody doesn't want to just feel good at church, they want to feel good all week long. Putting God first is how you get all of those done. Because you can pray pray and pray and pray and pray and pray but if that's your last resort, don't be surprised if you're, you know, if you got yourself in a wreck, don't be surprised when you never asked God if that's what you should do. You never prayed about that situation. You never opened up your Bible until there's a problem. You have got to learn to put God first. Matthew 6:33, the first part of it says, "Seek first the kingdom of God," and the second part says, "and all these other things will be given unto you." Seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these other things will be given unto you. Today we're going to start a three-part series on just how we do that and why we should do that. But instead of of focusing on the kingdom of God, usually what I have... I don't know about y'all, I don't live in your house or anything like that, but I know what I have been known to do is not seek the kingdom of God... But seek the kingdom of me. The kingdom of me. What is the kingdom of me? It's not some Chinese guy with a goatee hanging down here that knows kung fu. It's the kingdom of self. Me first. God later. Sometimes second. Sometimes much, much, much later. Me first, not God. Somebody that is seeking first the kingdom of me does three things. The first sign that you are following the kingdom of me instead of seeking out first the kingdom of God is the world revolves around what I think. Think about that. I don't know if that really made. But Did I just contradict myself right there? Nobody else got it. The world revolves around what we think. I feel like it's good, then that must be good. If I think that that is bad... Then it is bad. There is no room for anything else because our world revolves around the way we see it through our eyes and through our perspective. The kingdom of me always looks to us first. It doesn't matter what the government says, it doesn't matter what the Bible says. You know what? What I think, how many times you don't you don't believe how many times I talk to somebody and I, you know, they're asking me about a problem, and I say, and they say, well, I just don't believe that. Does, does it really matter what you believe? If God says it in His Word, then that is the truth, not what we think. We try to recreate God in our image instead of concentrating on us being made in God's image. The kingdom of me says the world revolves around what I think. The second thing, the kingdom of me. If you are seeking first the kingdom of me, and, and I guarantee you, I'll show you my toe. It's black and blue whenever I was preparing this because God stomped on it really hard. And I was like, seriously? You know, Can I preach on something that I'm good at? He's like, no. I'm like, okay. Seeking first the kingdom of me, how I feel determines everything. If I'm in a good mood, then everyone should walk around high-fiving and blowing coffers, soapy bubbles all over the place. I mean, how many times do you do that? You walk into work or, or wherever and you're in a good mood and boy, you will snap at people. Oh, come on, turn that frown upside down. And they hit you with a quirt. But think about it. When we're in a good mood, don't we expect everybody else to be in a good mood? What in the world is wrong with them? I'm about to choke to death on that gum. Did y'all? I thought somebody figured i have to get up here and lick my butt, give me the leg maneuver. I think there's still a piece in there. But if we're in a good mood, when we're up, everybody should be up. Doesn't the world revolve around us? Can't they see that we're in a good mood? The heck is wrong with everybody else? Come on, have fun. Laugh. Don't. How many times do you just want to punch somebody that whenever they're in a good mood, and you they're like, why are you so mad? And you tell them, they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, I'd like to see you go through this, homeboy. See how you feel about it. Turn that grin upside down. Blow some bubbles. Here, I even brought some. It's electronic. But how about this? Quit letting feelings run your life. How about whenever you're the one that's mad? Oh, heaven forbid if somebody smiles whenever you're mad. Walking. Good morning. I will kill you. Don't even start. Paul's fixing to hit somebody with his crutch right now. I also make fun of Paul, but he likes it. He's my buddy. Yeah! Did you hear that? That was an Amen. (laughs) Either that or they smelled Paul. I don't know. I don't know. If I'm feeling down, then everyone else should do the best they can not to make things worse or better. If I'm in a bad mood, you better stay the heck away and let me be in a bad mood. And if I can, I'm going to make you in a bad mood too, just so I can pick a fight. Get me coffee. We don't even have to say thank you when you're in a bad mood. They should just know that you appreciate it. Well, I'm having a bad day and I don't want to do this. But the people that are having a bad day, when the pastor has a bad day, Isn't what we're really looking for is somebody to feel sorry for us? Oh, you're having a bad day. Come here, let me hug you. Or in Jared's case, hope it gets better. i got to go help somebody. People that seek the kingdom of me The world revolves around what they think. The world revolves around their mood, their feelings. I knew a girl one time, oh my gosh. This girl walked on a cloud of feelings. She would bawl if it was sad. She would bawl if it was happy. And oh my gosh, it was just, I just feel. I was like, man, you need to stop that. It's ruining my life. The world revolves around what we think. The world revolves around our mood If when we seek the kingdom of me first. And there's one last one on the kingdom of me. If everyone would just act the way I want them to, then everything would just be okay. Why don't people just do what we tell them to do? What is the matter with y'all? Listen. This is the best and worst news that you'll hear all day, what I'm fixing to say. The best and absolute worst. Hey, before you shut that knob off, let me tell you something. If you like today's program, we can all give a great big thank you to Western LLC. They're a turnkey development for oil and gas and aviation industries. You can get on the internet and visit them at westernllc.com. Also, Jim and Kelly Gerald at Integrity Auto Repair and Rod Denning at Tumbleweed Hay and Hauling, all of them out of Kiowa, Colorado. You ought to know by now that I ain't going to jerk your leg. (laughs) Okay, maybe every once in a while, but this one ain't no story. This here's the truth. We need your help to stay on the air and keep this gospel being spread to cowboys and cowgirls like you. It ain't easy to ask, I promise you. We'll even tell all your friends that are listening that it's you that are bringing it to them. Help us out by going to savethecowboy.com and contacting me. Call me and let's get this thing set up. Don't leave it to somebody else.